I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, the Bay Area's drug overdose epidemic. Reporter Erin Alday is here to talk about her story about how more than 10,000 people, and perhaps many more, have died of drug overdoses since 2006. Erin, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Erin, tell us, what is a goofball? You start your story about uh, talking about this really dangerous trend that's uh, being seen on the street. Right. So this is sort of the latest thing in this ongoing um, overdose crisis that's been happening in the Bay Area and across the country for almost 20 years now. Um, So this latest trend is what's called a goofball. um, And it is actually a combination of methamphetamine and usually fentanyl, but some sort of opioid. Um, And it's it's real dangerous. And it's it's very odd. Um, The the public health experts I I spoke to said they don't quite understand why people are doing this because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Here you have meth, which is just this speed. It's really intense, um, you know, gives you a big kind of punch. Um, adrenaline, and then you have fentanyl, which is a sedative, and it's known for being ridiculously potent sedative. And so why people would combine those two, it's really, you know, it's confusing. A lot of people don't understand it. But you talk to folks on the street, and they will say that the reason they combine them is exactly because they are both so potent, that you have... You know, sort of this, moderating one with the other. Yeah, so you have this really dangerous. intense reaction to the meth, and you need to kind of offset it, balance it out with the fentanyl, or vice versa, the fentanyl is so intense that you need to do this meth to just go about your day. But you also write that with all the deaths that are coming into coroner's offices around the Bay Area, often the people that are studying the deaths don't know whether the person accidentally took one of those drugs that was mixed in. Correct. So especially with the fentanyl in the system now, um, it's real... It's often not very clear um, if it's just that the meth has been spiked or, like, tainted or poisoned even with the fentanyl, so it's sort of leached into the meth uh, supply, or if people are purposefully doing these goofballs. Wow. So, Aaron, before we dig into some of these numbers, talk about kind of why why you're looking into drug overdoses right now. You know, a lot of things that we're seeing in the Bay Area, like crime statistics, we're seeing a lot of good good news. We're seeing uh, violent crime go down all over the Bay Area. Um, but with drugs, we're seeing spikes in deaths. Um, tell us why you, you looked into these numbers. Right. So I think what really sort of brought this to our attention is that for a long time, the Bay Area was sort of not a big part of the national opioid overdose story and that we never had this massive problem like they had in other parts of the country on the East Coast and in the Midwest. And it was certainly an issue here, but just not in the really striking, horrific numbers that they were experiencing in other parts of the country. But in recent years, we've seen this real uptick kind of under the radar in methamphetamine deaths. And then we had this fentanyl kind of creep in, and that has really spiked in just the last couple of years. And so it seemed like time to really kind of look at these numbers and kind of tease them apart and show exactly what's happening um, across the Bay Area. And one thing that, that hasn't really been done is looking at this as a regional issue. Um, we've done a fair amount of coverage looking at these problems in San Francisco, but not really beyond the city. And partly that's just because you have to really track down those numbers. We should note that we started to see a lot of these deaths just in our daily coverage of stories, right? Right. I mean, at one point there were three men that were found in the same tent in San Francisco. There was a spike of deaths in Sonoma County, including some young, um, I think young men or teenagers. Right. So we started to see it every day. So, okay, so you look into these numbers, obviously very difficult 
Um, they didn't even used to track right. drug overdose numbers. Who does track them? And, and tell us about how you put this together. So it's, it's pretty interesting because the counties track them, and really nobody was collecting this data. The counties weren't tracking them much, and nobody was collecting the data until about 2006, which was when the opioid overdose deaths really started to take off. Um, but even after 2006, the data collection was pretty kind of all over the place, and it varied. It's actually a pretty subjective thing because it's up to the coroner, coroner or whoever is sort of calling the death to decide if they're even going to investigate the death. So if somebody dies of an overdose in their home and for whatever reason no toxicology is done or nobody really kind of investigates it, it might not ever get recorded as an overdose. Um, and for a long time there wasn't really – they might label it as an overdose, but it wasn't clear what they had overdosed on. So those records were really slim. So you go back to 2006 till about 2010 – and there were a lot of overdoses that were listed, but they didn't have the breakdown of what was causing that overdose. So it just sort of, there was a lot of variation. Um, some counties were really good at tracking these numbers. Some counties were terrible. Um, and it wasn't really until 2012, even, that everybody kind of got on board, got on the same page, and started really diving in deep on these numbers and reporting them. But what we did is the state, the California Department of Public Health, collects all these numbers from the county, and they actually make them publicly available on what's called this opioid overdose dashboard. And so anybody can look this up. Um, and it is kind of interesting just to go and pull up your county and look at the numbers. But what we were interested in was what's happening in the Bay Area. And so I contacted the public health department and asked them to send me raw data from each of the counties, the nine Bay Area counties, and then kind of added up those numbers, did our own kind of number crunching, um, and kind of came up with these these statistics for the Bay Area as a whole. And this is where you got that, that shocking number that we've surpassed 10,000 deaths since right. then. Let's, uh, when we come back, I got to take a break, but when we come back, let's talk about um, how they vary by, by place and by drug. Right. Welcome back. I'm Metro Editor Damian Bulwa, joined by reporter Aaron Alda, who's been reporting about the drug crisis in the Bay Area. Aaron, before we get into the sort of place-by-place -place numbers in the Bay Area for overdose deaths, first, just a little background um, on prescription drugs, uh, how meth has, has come and gone, and the rise of fentanyl. Um, what are we seeing in terms of those trends? So prescription drugs in the Bay Area, so that would be, you know, the Oxycontin, things that um, people are prescribed for painkillers that has really blown up around the country. Um, those are a problem and have been a problem in the Bay Area, but never really for whatever reason. And people really don't know exactly why I have taken off around here. Um, and that's typically people abusing the drug, right? Yes. Perhaps crushing up the pill or... Well, or just kind of people getting prescribed these and getting hooked on them. I mean, mm -hmm. that's been sort of out there that these drugs are super addictive. And so you get people hooked on them. Um, and then, you know, they start kind of doctor shopping, trying to get them illegally, and then they're buying them on the street. And now there was kind of this, this sense that we, that, that we were in this phase two where people who had gotten addicted were then moving on to heroin um, and now people think we're looking at this phase three, which is they're moving to this fentanyl, which is this incredibly potent. Fentanyl is thought to be about 50 times more potent, stronger than heroin. Um, so it's just, just really intense um, drug. And it's, and it's very dangerous, causes very quick overdose, and it's very difficult to protect people from that. And what, what really struck me about how bad fentanyl is, is when you're out 
covering these stories, it seems like you're now running into people all the time who've actually been saved from an overdose by Narcan, the, the antidote, and people are talking about it almost matter-of-factly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been on the street and interviewed people about fentanyl, and if you talk with somebody, and they'll be standing in front of you actually lighting up using fentanyl on the street in San Francisco, and every single one of them will have an overdose story, um, many of them multiple overdoses. Um, and it's it's terrifying. And if and I've spent you know I spent a day in the ER and at at San Francisco General for a homeless project, and there were just constantly a stream of overdoses coming in, and most of those were from fentanyl too. But with the methamphetamine that's interesting that has people really concerned is meth has not typically been a drug that people overdose on. Meth has its own problems. It's highly addictive. It causes a lot of just side effects that really ruin people's lives. But people don't generally die from a methamphetamine overdose. And what we're seeing now is that that's not the case. People are straight up dying from methamphetamine overdoses. And some of that is probably because they're using it with fentanyl, either on accident or on purpose. But some of that is just people think the meth itself. And there is some investigations showing now that the meth that is on the street now is much stronger than what we were dealing with in the 80s and 90s when it was sort of made in these backyard meth labs in like the Central Valley or, you know, parts of the country. Now the meth is coming in from Mexico primarily. And it's really, as the public health experts will take, will, will spell it out, it's high quality stuff. It's extremely, extremely pure, like 95% purity. And it's apparently people really like it. Like they'll say, this is really, really high-end stuff, but it's also incredibly dangerous. Now, they don't know for sure that that makes it deadlier, but that's some of the thought processes that that's part of why. But it's terrifying if the, the meth is stronger. The fentanyl is obviously right. way stronger and in some cases actually cheaper to buy. right than less potent drugs. Yes, absolutely. They're both very cheap, very easy to get, um, and yeah, super strong. All right, so the numbers, Aaron, was it pretty uniform across the Bay Area in terms of death rates and the drugs that people are using and overdosing on, or do you see a lot of, of, of differences? So there were some differences. Um, I, the one caveat is that when you break down, because of all the reasons I stated earlier about how these overdoses are monitored, and there still is a lot of variance, is it's hard to look at the state numbers and really make a lot of um, kind of draw a lot of conclusions just because the numbers are so small. But that being said... And some counties might not do, be doing as good a job. In exactly. Some counties are doing... Death. Yeah. And sometimes they're really good at monitoring overdoses, but they don't necessarily pay close attention to what kinds of overdoses are happening. All that being said, I did talk with every single county and just ask what they were seeing. And it's there is some variation. So... I think, you know, in the peninsula, they were saying that they don't really have a heroin problem, but they're really dealing with um, a lot of meth. Um, and, you know, in some communities, I think the peninsula was one of them. They are still actually dealing more with the opioids, uh, the prescription opioids, than um, any other counties were. So, you know, on the whole, the peninsula had the lowest um, overdose rates of any part of the Bay Area. Uh, San Francisco was the highest, but interestingly enough, um, Solano and Sonoma County were the second highest. So, you know, they had pretty high overdose rates compared to other parts of, of the Bay Area. Um, and then some counties, you know, were flat over time. So Alameda County has had a pretty steady problem. Um, and even their breakdown of who's doing what has stayed pretty consistent and that heroin has consistently been a problem for them. 
methamphetamine is climbing, but they haven't seen as much of a fentanyl issue um, so far. Um, Another indicator that San Francisco, you know, is really in the grips in some ways of of these various crises, that San Francisco's number is double that um, of some other counties. Yes, um, it is definitely a much bigger problem in San Francisco than any other county. Um, it's it's strikingly, and, and some of that is just also the visibility. It's obviously much more of a visible problem in San Francisco just because you see so much street use. Um, so many of the problem behaviors we see on the street um, come from methamphetamine. But, you know, I talked with the folks up in Marin County. Their public health officer said they have all the same drugs, all the same issues that San Francisco has, um, not obviously at the same level, but it's just, it's hidden there. It's um, people using in their homes, people dying in their homes. Um, they see it, they go to high school, high schools and talk to the kids there about these drugs and the kids say it's part of their campus culture. Again, not like in extreme amounts, but it's definitely a problem that they're aware of. And even up in Marin County, they're aware of this kind of combining of methamphetamine and fentanyl. Yeah, we shouldn't be under any illusion that this is somehow just a street uh, issue where people that are um, that are using on the street are dying. Exactly, and that, and even as someone who covers this stuff regularly, I still find that so hard to wrap my head around that this is that people are are kind of using these drugs, you know, all ages, mm-hmm. all sort of walks of life, all demographics, absolutely, all demographics, men and women, mm-hmm. sometimes teenagers. Yeah. Wow. Um, but in San Francisco also, and we can leave it here, very frustrating, right, to see these numbers when we know that San Francisco has very visible issues, but it also has very visible efforts to try to help people and, and try to put together addiction services. And yet, particularly for meth and fentanyl, right, it's it's very difficult to, to really make any headway. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that has people concerned. Um, there are treatments for fentanyl because it's you know, um, an opioid and we do have some treatments, good treatments for opioid, but there's really nothing for methamphetamine. Um, when people are hooked on that, we have no medical interventions, no drug interventions to kind of counteract that. Um, and also when they overdose, we don't have any anti-overdose um, drugs for that. So Narcan is very effective at um, countering an overdose from from heroin or fentanyl, as long as you get in there quick enough, but there's nothing like that for meth. Um, and so they're really kind of at a loss as to how to deal with, um, you know, with methamphetamine in particular. Wow. All right, Aaron. Well, thank you. Um, from now on, right, these numbers we're going to be tracking every year. I think from now on we're going to get a better picture each year, as, and I think the, the counties will probably do a better job reporting it moving forward. So we'll get a real sense. Yes. Uh, and hopefully we'll see the numbers go down. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we will. All right. Thanks for joining me, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today, reporter Aaron Alday, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.